Greetings. Welcome once again. This is Brandon Nelson with the Full Nelson Podcast. I have been MIA. I have been I've been on hiatus since October 1st, since my last episode was published. Now it's, oh, what is this, November 7th. I decided to come back, and I'm going to split some knowledge with you today. I was with a buddy. I was texting my buddy and calling him, and we were having some conversation. You know who he is, Chase Mosky, and we've been having some political conversations. He's with me right now in studio, and we're going to talk to you a little bit about some stuff that's happening in foreign policy. You know, we talk a lot about domestic issues. We talk foreign as well. Today is going to be focused mostly foreign because our great president, Donald Trump, has done a lot of very good things in terms of foreign issues. And he's getting a lot of backlash from these crazy leftist media people. And we're going to go over some of the truths. Even Republicans on some of these issues are not telling you exactly what is going on. So we're going to hopefully change some of our peers' minds and let you know exactly what is going on and why it is. So welcome to the show, Chase. Introduce yourself once again. What's up, what's up, what's up? I uh glad to be back on. You know, I was a little under the weather weather there, so if I sound a little stuffy, I do apologize. But uh man, I foreign policy is like That's your thing. I just love foreign policy. I love foreign policy podcasts. I love going on to like antiwar.com and kind of reading up over there. It's like, I don't know, to me, the most important issue is uh, our foreign policy and the way we treat the rest of the world. Um, the Why? War, because I, for me, I think America should be first. We should focus on our immediate issues domestically rather than focusing on what's going on in some shithole country like Syria or Afghanistan, Iraq, etc. Right. You know what I'm saying? So why is your main issue what's going on in foreign countries? Because um honestly, it's it's a huge expenditure and um there's like two different kinds of spending. And if you're a small government libertarian like myself, there is um there's entitlement spending, which is like Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and that's Satan's money. <laughs> those are like the most out of control spending things sure. that are making us go into spiral into all this debt. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, there's discretionary spending as well. So there's entitlement spending, there's discretionary spending. And discretionary spending is all of our defense. Like it's all the wars, it's all the foreign aid that we give. It's stuff that we can cut that we don't necessarily need. And the war or the military, um, that budget is basically the biggest piece of discretionary spending that we can cut. And when I say military spending, like there's a difference between military and defense spending, right? So like... Explain. So like basically... To defend this country, we don't need much. Like, no one's really attacking us. Because we have oceans. We have oceans, right? Which helped us us. win World War II. And we have huge bases all over the homeland. All over the world. All over the world. But really, we have a ton at home, too. And we've got submarines in the waters. Satellites. We've got boats and satellites. Okay. We've got all, all of our missile systems all can reach, like, weird areas of the world, like... You know what I'm saying? Like very remote areas. Yeah, yeah, we can reach remote areas with our missile systems. So, like, if you were to come into our airspace and try to attack us, it would be very, very, very difficult to do so, and it would never happen. And there was there was a general in uh, the Japanese fleet um, that said you could never invade America because there would be a um, there would be a rifle behind every blade of grass 
Admiral uh, Yamamoto said that. This is going back to the 1940s during World War II? World War II, yeah. Okay. So after he, they took Pearl Harbor, or they didn't take Pearl Harbor, they bombed Pearl Harbor. Those cowards. 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Ugh. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, the, there is no logical conclusion to this. We basically wanted to bog them down to help our allies in Europe and there was no way we can invade the United States. Like Japan was in no place to even come close to California. We would have totally destroyed them. We would have, but they had some balls there. So like, that's what I mean by defense spending, like defending your own turf. Now by military, like militarism is like, that's an offensive. That's an offensive move. That's like building a, um, that's like building a base in Baghdad. That's bigger than the Vatican. That's what I mean. That's what I mean by like militarism. We keep building all these embassies and shit. We, uh, we have stuff all over the place. We have places in Africa. What wars do we have anything to do with in Africa other than, you know, helping ourselves with oil and some sort of financial game oil in Africa, whatever it is. I mean, maybe a little bit, but why do we have bases in Africa? I take that back. There's oil in Africa, but I mean, I don't know. It's like, I was listening to Joe Rogan. He's like, dude, we have like, bases huge bases in certain parts of africa why i have no idea man like one thing it's never really been debated on like back in the day back before world war ii so like when world war ii happened the japanese attacked us first we all came together as a nation and as a people and declared war in the congress sixth since then there's been no um, no wars declared in the Congress. They've all been just executive actions mm-hmm. because the um, president's the commander in chief, evidently. Yeah, he is. But like the, Korea, the, Vietnam, quote unquote, the commander in chief. Like we used to have to declare war in the Constitution. It states that only Congress shall declare war, and so we have since totally gotten rid of that in the Constitution. Yeah. And the president just goes wherever he wants now. Which is why we're in Africa in fucking Sudan. It's like, we never debated that. It was never yeah. like, should we send our kids in, in millions of billions of dollars into Sudan? Like, <laughs> who, who attacked us from fucking Sudan? Like, no, there's a financial reason we're there. And our government is so corrupt. But we want to just pretend it's like the same government that we had 120 years ago that legitimately wanted to help the American people. These people, both on the Republican side and the Democratic side, do not care about any of us. They want their power. They want their money. And that's all they care about. I mean, where yeah. I, I don't know how else to explain this to anybody, but that's what it is. Yeah. Anybody in Washington, D.C., well, not all, not all, but most, they don't care about you. They want your vote so they can stay in power, and they want to go over and not go through Congress. They don't want to follow any of these regulations. They just want to get over there take their money in whatever way that may be. Most of it's going to be oil, but... Who knows? We've seen a lot of crazy stuff going on foreignly with Ukraine, with the Bidens, and obviously Donald Trump has been involved in that. What are your thoughts on what's going on in Ukraine, Chase? Um, so we basically installed that government in 2016, I think, or 2014, Obama and, and Biden and, and, right. and those people. And since then, there's like all the leadership of the Democratic Party, all of their kids work at Ukrainian gas companies. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> yeah, but we don't want so to focus you, on so that. So let, let's just like use that as a timeline. So there's a, a protest happening in Ukraine. Governments clash. I think Putin takes Crimea. And then we install a government there. 
And all of a sudden, all the Democratic politicians that voted to install the government, all their children are somehow making, you know, $50,000 a month. Hunter Biden is making (laughs) $50,000. When Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. That goes the impeachment talk. Yeah. So I hope that there's an impeachment. Well, there is going to be an impeachment. Let's not get that out of the way. There's going to be impeachment. It's going to go through the House, but it's not going to pass the Senate. But they're still going to have these proceedings. They're still going to have these, you know, these court hearings. And I hope, I hope to God that Trump and his team really show out what's really happening here. Joe Biden, his son Hunter Biden, you know, when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States of America in the Obama administration, he's sending all these millions of dollars straight to Ukraine for some oil company. And it happens his son is is part of that organization. He's getting like what fifty thousand dollars a month. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars a month, and he's got no prior experience in oil and gas. Ever. Oh. oh, wow. But he did have a large cocaine problem, which uh, some of us can relate with. <laughs> Mitch McConnell, we're talking about you, Mitch. Cocaine Mitch. <laughs> oh, man. How, wouldn't you love to just stay up all night doing blow with Hunter Biden? I feel like you'd have some crazy-ass fucking conversations. I, I have many other things I'd rather do <laughs> than hang out with Joe Biden's son. I mean, George W. Bush went to Yale. You know that motherfucker was making it snow. <laughs> I feel like they're all drug addicts. Oh, oh Obama all. definitely did blow. I mean, look at Barack Obama. I listened to the Joe Rogan He's podcast. He's too cool not to do coke. And he had Kyle Kushafi or somebody like that. One of, the, one of those leftists, like a millennial leftist that's really popular nowadays. And he was talking about how um, Donald Trump himself... In the Oval Office was doing meth. <laughs> like all the are all these guys drug addicts? Donald Trump's not doing meth, but I guarantee you he's, he's taking yeah, he's taking fucking amphetamines for sure. He's definitely uh, he's definitely on something, a guy with that type of motor. He's got an energy. Different I, energy. Dude, if he eats McDonald's every day or every couple of days, like Man, that's really bad for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like me super fucking drunk at the end of the night, and like nothing is quenching my hunger. So I go to McDonald's to shove a bunch of shit down. McDonald's just wears you out the next day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, you're fucking done the next. It day. It sounds good, but then the next day you're like, oh, I shouldn't have had the McDonald's. I should have just went home. <laughs> what was I a- thinking? Getting a gangbang at fucking twelve forty-five. I'll have. The double McGangbang. <laughs> I got a gift card. Um, but no, back to the... Uh, I mean, Ukraine is very confusing. I, I, I have honestly, no idea. I, I honestly no idea. don't really know, but I, I'm pretty sure we installed a government over there. That one's kind of over my head, but... I think this dude, is... It, like, it's only being brought up because they have nothing else to go on. It's always about hating Trump. These never-Trumpers are just wanting to go after him. It was... This was since day one, since the day he became the president of the United States. It was going to be something. It was going to be either Russia collusion. It was going to be the Kavanaugh hearings. It was going to be about uh, Stormy Daniels. And now it's going to be about Ukraine, whatever uh, his tax returns. I mean, it, whatever it is, this is just one of those things. You hate Donald Trump so much, you have to find something. And this is going to end up biting the Democrats right in the ass because it's going to actually prove that your front runner, good old Grandpa Joe, is actually the one that's doing all this corruptive shit overseas in Ukraine. And I hope that they rot in hell for this. No. <laughs> Dude, but like, it's so funny that the um, the antagonist in all of this 
is Russia and Donald <laughs> Trump. It's like so convenient. It's like, yeah. hmm, it is convenient. Russia. Interesting. Why would the Russians be the ones behind this fake fucking story? You know, the the Russians are behind it. It's the Ruskies. They're out to get our elections and take our buy our politicians off and get them to work as their agents. It's like, who does that benefit to blame the Russians on the election of Donald Trump? It benefits the Democrats who have been trying to go to war with Russia. Hillary Clinton literally said that she would shoot down Russian planes over Syria. It's like that's an act of war. Russian planes are flying over Syria. We've had issues with them the last couple of years. But Ukraine is right next to Russia. Syria is like Russia's like home base down in the Middle East. Sure. And they'd send a bunch of natural gas down there and shit. And so um, all I'm saying is like the Russia story benefits the pro-war people in it's hard to distinguish who these people are. They're exactly. hard to find. But I don't want to. I don't want to be bland and say they are the are the people behind all these wars. They're they're out. You're in the right open. by saying they, but they are out in the it's open. It's on both sides of the aisle. I, too. I know, and I can name their names. I'll go ahead and start doing that. Okay, Hillary, look these people up: Hillary Clinton, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, Joe Biden. Like these are the top dogs. John McCain, even. Lindsey Graham on the Republican side. But most of the Democrats basically fall in line with the George W. Bush foreign policy. And Ron Paul is the best on foreign policy. And he used to say, when the parties get together and join up in a bipartisan fashion, that's when Washington, D.C. is at its most fucking dangerous. Hmm. Because when the Republicans and Democrats agree on something, that means that solution that they agree upon is going to be enormous. Sure. They're going to spend so much money on it. And we spend more on our military than the next 13 countries combined. Did you know that? I, I didn't know it was 13, but I knew it was quite a bit more than the next. No, but still, the yeah. next 13 budgets combined, combined yeah, do yeah, not yeah. meet our public military budget. And that's not counting all the black budgets that are all the covert ops that we, no, we have no idea about. Right. The CIA's yeah. budget is fucking uh, classified. NSA's budget is classified. That is all militarism, too, because that's all, you know, warfare type of shit. But I mean, our CIA back in the 50s was overthrowing governments like. It would be more set, you know. It would be more suitable if we got our guy in that country as dictator. So we overthrew um, the uh, government of, of Iran in the fifties, and then we started doing it all over the world. For the we're still doing it. I we're mean, so greedy. Yeah, we Both, did it in Ukraine. I mean, straight up. We, we remember back in uh, two thousand seven. You were showing me that video of Wesley um, Wesley Clark, General Wesley Clark. You were showing me that video of him, and I had never heard of that before. But he was talking about how George W. Bush and all of his little pen pals and all of his buddies. And the Democrats, too. Both sides of the aisle, but they're all the same. Like, we know that they're the same now. They're the swampiest of the swamp. And they were talking about how we're going to overthrow in the next five years seven different countries. And they had no real reason to. And like, can we, let's, play, let's play that clip right now. Yes, play we're going to play that clip of Wesley Clark talking about his experience back in 2007. This is like a five-star general, so listen to what this guy has to say. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who had used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq. 
This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years. <laughs> Wesley Clark spitting truth. I'm truth so bombs. shocked, like, hearing a five-star general literally just come out and be like, this is what's happening, and the American people need to know that. He, you can tell, like, he's different than those, the GOP, he's different than the Democrats that are just in office people. You know, they've been doing this, they're career politicians, he's different. He literally loves our country so much that he's willing to come out and potentially ruin his career. Yeah, he's only a four-star general, but oh, only four-star. Like it's like a he's gotten the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Um, he's a Rhodes Scholar, so he's yeah he's valedictorian a, class of nineteen sixty-six at West Point. So. And he went to Oxford as well. Yeah, he was a Rhodes Scholar. So, but he's, also he, Bill Clinton was a Rhodes Scholar. So he was there <laughs> to, on affirmative action. Do with action. that what you may. Bill Clinton was probably. But I'll give this guy props. Though. I'll give this guy Wesley Clark props for actually coming out and you know willing to sacrifice his life because you never know like what's going to happen. Like he could get murdered for that randomly. You never know what the Clintons yeah, do. It would be they make it look like an accident. Yeah, the Clintons are good at that. But um, I mean. If you think about it, how old are you, Brandon? Oh, well, I'm 26 years young. 26, all right. 26, yeah. So I'm... Wait, how the fuck old am I? I'm 27. Okay, so we've been at war our whole life. Since 2001, we've Not been at war. Not me and you personally, but as a taxpayer well, or no, as, a, as a citizen of our nation, we've been at war since we were in what? First grade for me, second grade for you. Well, it was fourth grade for me when nine eleven happened. I remember it like you were, it was since yesterday. Then I was in, so I was in first or second grade, whatever, whatever it was, two thousand and one. Yeah, and so we've been in war for eighteen years, going on nineteen now, almost nineteen years. And like, you know, if you look at what George W. Bush, who was the president, whenever, <clears throat> whenever it happened, our national debt, whenever he got into office, was like two trillion dollars. And when he left, it was $8 trillion. So he quadrupled our national debt. And I think a lot of it got sent to the Middle East in versions of bombs. Like, <laughs> we bombed the fucking shit out of that place. I mean, but we, you know how much money all that cost? It's not like... Obama bombed him way more than Bush did, though. He did. Obama was... He was the biggest bomber in the history of every president. He was. All American history. I don't know. Trump's probably been pretty good bomber himself. But Obama dropped three bombs an hour in twenty his last year of office, 2016. 
three bombs an hour his last year on average. Good liberal. Dude, yeah, real tolerant yeah. of uh, of the Browns. Of the, of of the, the brown Muslim people. people. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of hypocrisy there. Obama. Well, I mean, so the first the first war in Afghanistan, you know, that was righteous war. Like they attacked us on September eleventh. Right. You're going to kill 3,000 of our people. We're not going to just sit back and just let you do that. Yeah, right? like, we have to make it stand. I think even Ron Paul voted on that fucking My vote. issue with it is, we all know, well, Chase, Chase and I know this. We've had conversations about this in the past. Is The American government used this as a plus. They were actually happy, in our opinions. That we were bombed. That the, the twin towers were burned to the ground. That they the already had plans to go in, like Wesley Clark said. Exactly, they had plans to go in. They just needed this new Pearl Harbor. Going back to our discussions about General or Admiral Yamamoto in the Japanese Yamamoto! fleet, Pacific Yamamoto! fleet. <laughs> in the Japanese fleet, they needed a new Pearl Harbor, and. Um, there's this thing called the Project for a New American Century, which is like this pamphlet that got put out, and it was all put on by these neoconservative thinkers um, in Washington, D.C., and those guys all basically made their way to the White House in the Bush administration under yeah. Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfe- Rumsfeld, Rumsfeld. And, and, and Wolfowitz. Um, these guys are um, they're not exactly conservatives. They're rhinos. Rhino! Republican in name only that's that that is correct thank like you john mccain yes. and now dan crenshaw these are only these are beta males they are not republicans dan they're not crenshaw, you can't really say he's a beta but he definitely is a status he's a liar he's a liar pretending to be a conservative but he's not and let's take your guns and he hates the he hate what does he hate israel people people well it's just we'll we'll get into that later but We'll get into that. Okay, later. so you got Afghanistan, right? Which yeah. is which is a freaking righteous war. We go in, we get the Al Qaeda people, and we kill them. That's who committed September 11th. Al Qaeda. Those Al Akbar people. Al Qaeda. Okay. Yeah. We go there. We get rid of all of them. We we literally go in and just smoke them all, and they either fled to Pakistan or we killed them essentially, like everyone else. We couldn't really go to war with Pakistan. Pakistan's got nuclear weapons, and they don't really like us very much. So, like, we I couldn't really why. go to war over there. But we took them all out of Afghanistan, which is apparently where they were all headed, or where they were all hanging out. Um, and so Al-Qaeda, we get them, but then we fight this people called the Taliban. And the Taliban is a totally different group of people. Al-Qaeda is like this... Saudi Arabian type of, of Muslim sect. It's I believe they're the Sunnis, possibly. They're they're like maybe they're not Sunnis or they're Shia. I don't know fuck. But anyway, oh, they're the Saudi Arabian version of the royal family's type of um Muslim. You know, they're it's their kind of sect yeah. of, they of, hate, of Islam. They hate Whitey. Let's put it that way. They uh they do not mind doing the jihad, is this group. And that's the Al Qaeda. They're the Al Qaeda people. They want to kill the jihad. So Either way, we get them all out of Afghanistan, and then we decided that we're going to stay there and we're going to build democracy. That's what we decided to do. 
And George W. Bush ran on, we're not going to be the policemen of the world. But he, but he lit- wanted to be the policemen of the world. That's right. That is what the Bushes do. That is what the Clintons do. They want to be the policemen of the world. And that was a straight-up lie he did by lie. George W. Bush saying we're not going to be the policemen of the world. He wanted to be that policeman of the world. And it didn't work out because you cannot control people. When he literally religion said- is in, in play, you cannot control these people. There would they are only focused on religion, and that is it. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to change their minds. Yeah, and I don't know. He uh, he said we're not going to go into nation building. I would <laughs> I would play that clip for you, but it's like we're the United States military is supposed to fight and win war. We we're not going to go into nation building. That's what he said in one of the Republican debates. He. He was lying because after we got the Al-Qaeda Af- out of Afghanistan and defeated them, <clears throat> we won. We couldn't find where Osama bin Laden was, evidently. So he had, <laughs> he had gone to Pakistan, and it's like, oh, duh. big. There, here's an idea. Why hang out in Afghanistan anymore? I can just go to Pakistan and just hide over here. So that's what he did. And so we went into nation building. We started building embassies. We started building uh, gas stations. We started building hospitals. We started building schools. Basically, we set up fucking socialism we hit up in shop. Afghanistan. We hit up shop Thank straight you. in Pakistan. The American people. Why? Yeah. Not to help the, the, the people of Pakistan. No. To help the greedy pockets of the the career politicians down there in Washington D.C., I tell you right now. But this is in Afghanistan. I'm talking about Afghanistan, Pakistan. Doesn't matter. It's all the same concept. No, it's not the same. Yes, it's it very, is. It's very different. But either way, um, we went into nation building, and then, you know, so we're stuck there. It's now 2003, 2004, right? And they've been looking, and and like General Wesley Clark said, they were going to go to war with Iraq. You know, yeah. That's you know, we're not good at taking out terrorists. It doesn't yield us enough results. We're gonna go knock off Saddam Hussein, which what we should have done in the first Gulf War under <laughs> right. Papa Bush. Right. He had left it down to Junior to finish him off. Oh, sad Junior. Damn, Jose. Hey, Junior, hit him up right now. Hit, hit him. him. Hit him, old W. I saved him for you, so you <laughs> can get your presidency. I wanted to fucking take out his knees so you can clip him on with a cheap shot. And hey. that's what we did. Yeah. And and like. Uh, you know, that's what really fucked up the Middle East. Our war in Afghanistan was not that large of a deal. Afghanistan is pretty much a bullshit country. They're just really good at um, making heroin, um, which the heroin yield has gone up 10 times since we've been there. Probably 20 times now since this was probably 10 times 10 years ago. I wonder how much of that is actually coming back to the United States. I well. guarantee you a lot of it is coming back to the <laughs> right? United States because we have an opioid crisis, <laughs> which comes the from the poppy. I'm just saying it's pretty hilarious that we have an opioid crisis and we occupy the number one heroin grower in the history of the world. Think about that, folks. Check us out. Five stars, iTunes, <laughs> give it to us right now. But I'm just saying, check that out. Like That's a weird thing to think about. Like, we don't produce that much poppy seed in the United we States. We produce zero poppy seed because it's illegal to grow heroin. <laughs> so, I mean, just because it's illegal doesn't mean we don't produce it. It's but not it's a, illegal to drink beer. But I'm just saying, like, there is some corrupt shit going on, and you need to literally, like, check this shit out and figure out what you think is what's going on and, you know, decide for yourself. We're just here to give you our opinion. Just go Google uh, Afghanistan opium production just go look at those numbers i'm pretty sure you can find that on google but um anyway 
<clears throat> I don't know. They might ban Google hates so, conservative takes. But anyway, we tried to get so Papa Bush wanted W. So H W wanted W. Who H W was the old director of the CIA, mind you, who is behind most of all these General Clark shit. Because if General Clark, a four-star general, is getting orders from someone else and getting memos of someone else, that's coming from the CIA or that's coming from the White House. And the I'm top, pretty, the I'm, top of the top. Yeah, it's coming from intelligence. Like the CIA is drawing up all these fucking plans. So either way. If, oh, they want to go take down Iraq. If they think if we can pull down that Saddam Hussein statue in Iraq by 2004, God darn it, <laughs> old W get reelected. We'll beat Al Gore in 2004. And so that's what they did. They went in and knocked off Saddam Hussein. Now, the question is, was there any Al-Qaeda, the people I mentioned that did 9-11? Was there any Al-Qaeda in Iraq, Brandon? Do to my you know? knowledge, yes. No, there wasn't. There well, was that's, what the, that's what I was told. No, Saddam Hussein was a whole nother religion sect of Islam. He wasn't part of Al Qaeda. He hated that sect of Islam, the extreme well, version. Well, see, but because like I'm, I'm like most of my listeners, and when it comes to like foreign policy like that, we all think they're the same people. We all think ISIS, Al Qaeda. We all, all different. They're all fighting wars with each other, and they're like the Muslims fight each other worse than anybody. They kill each other. The they Muslims mean, are mean. Dude, they kill each they other. They hate. They kill each other. Like, we don't need to kill any of them. They'll kill enough should of we themselves. Just, should we just sit back here and let them kill each other? That's kind of my argument. But anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So, so there's no Al-Qaeda in Iraq. Zero evidence that they ever helped. Uh, so they were in Afghanistan. That they only? ever helped Bin Laden. Bin Laden and Saddam Hussein were not friends. Like, they you, never see, met. You would think that they would be tight. No. They weren't tight. Were they like Bloods and Crips? No, back in 01, Saddam Hussein was our ally. Like, he was our fucking ally. We pumped a billions of dollars oh, yeah, in yeah. cash to him, and he became rich and started ruling with an iron fist in his country, but at least he resembled a Western government. He sure. was like the sheriff in town in the Middle East with yeah. Saddam Hussein. He had an army. He had tanks. He had an air force, actually. Like, Saddam Hussein had a shit ton of our fucking shit. Yeah, we like sold US him all this. Yeah, yeah it's, we sold him all that shit. He was our ally. But Bin Laden was different. He was Bin Laden, like that gangster. Well, no, but get this. Okay, you'll hear it here first, folks. Uh-oh. So there's a movie called Charlie Wilson's War. Great I, movie, by the way. I hope you all watch Tom it. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Uh, who's Julia the, Roberts. Julia Roberts. Oh, God, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman is the best. So the chick that Julia Roberts plays in that movie, she still lives in Houston, Texas. That's She's crazy. Still she created Bin Laden. So, okay, so the, the story Let's go goes... go find her. No, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. I, I, that would be an interesting conversation, though. So... The, the the story goes, and Hillary Clinton admits to this, and, you know, we ought to we ought to pull that up. We ought to pull up Hillary Clinton. Uh, we created Al-Qaeda. Let's pull that up real quick. All yeah. right, let's do that here after the break. We also have a history of kind of moving in and out of Pakistan. I mean, let's remember here... The people we are fighting today, we funded 20 years ago. And we did it because we were locked in this struggle with the Soviet Union. They invaded Afghanistan, and we did not want to see them control Central Asia. And we went to work. And it was President Reagan in partnership with the Congress, um, led by Democrats, who said, you know what? Sounds like a pretty good idea. 
let's deal with the ISI and the Pakistani military and let's go recruit these Mujahideen and let's great, let's get some to come from Saudi Arabia and other places importing their Wahhabi brand of Islam so that we can go beat the Soviet Union. And guess what? They retreated, they lost billions of dollars and it led to the collapse of the Soviet Union. So there's a, a very strong argument which is wasn't a bad investment to end the Soviet Union but let's be careful what we sow because we will harvest. So we then. Hey, so Hillary Clinton, <laughs> Hillary Clinton from I, the horse's mouth herself. Yeah. She's the horse. That is her mouth. We created Al Qaeda. Her breath smells horrible, by the way. But yeah, I can't. I used to love Hillary Clinton until I heard that clip. I was going to vote for her if she came back to uh, run in 2020. But until I heard that clip by you, Chase, I'm not going to be able to vote for her. And so I recommend lot- any listener out here, do not vote for her because she's corrupt and she's evil. And So isn't it hilarious that, though, we had allied ourselves with the Wahhabi version. That's what I meant to say. That sect of Islam is called the Wahhabism. I only thought there was two, and they're, Sunni and They're Shuai. the ones that say the su- suicide bombing is like, you're going to die and go to heaven for that. It's 77 versions. Something, Yeah, that is their version. It is a different version of Islam than most of the world. Like It's the small group of Islam that are like the suicide bomber's head chopper off for people. Okay? Oh, wow. It's very small. India, no Islam, no Muslim in India has ever harmed the U.S. No Muslim in Indonesia. They have, a, they're a whole, they're peaceful 50, people. They're like there. Christians. They're cut up into all these different, uh, you they're, know. They're peaceful though, like India and Indonesia, which you, rec- which you just mentioned. Yes, they're very peaceful, and they have never suicide bombed any of us. But but the Japanese. Or the Germans when they bombed Pearl Harbor. No, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Just let him go. He's on a roll. <laughs> that is from Animal House, everyone. Uh, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. We're aware. But, uh, so, that you heard it here first, folks. We created Al-Qaeda. That's what Hillary Clinton said. And we created Saddam Hussein. So Saddam Hussein became a huge dictator because we pumped a bunch of money into him, and yeah. he had all of our shit. So isn't it funny? We like set up these people, and then we knock them off. It's like we we stand them up. We show the world how powerful they are, and it's all based on our shit. And then we go and knock them off. And uh, Saddam, Wonder why. it's because we want that power back. We take it over. We we let them get a little bit of it, but then we double down. Mm. We, we take think, over completely. That, that's I think my opinion. I think it's for political purposes. Well, sure. If you can show success during election season, then people are that much more likely to vote for you. Like, think about it this way. FDR got reelected four times. Why? Because we were in the Great Depression, and then World War II happened. Sure. So once World War II happened, it was like, okay, we can't, like, not unelect this guy. He's been with us through Pearl Harbor. So, like... <laughs> Either way, he he was elected to four terms, oh, uh, FDR, and we had to, like, change the law to make sure no president ever served past yeah, two George terms. George Washington would be rolling in his grave knowing that a president was going to be there for four terms. But regardless. I don't know. I feel like uh, either way. So the crazy thing is we said Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. Sure. It's all well known that he never did now. Um, everyone has confirmed that there was never weapons of mass destruction. Um and it's funny, there's still people in Washington, D.C. defending the Iraq war, despite them never having found 
the reason that they invaded that country was because they said he had nuclear like uranium, enriched uranium, and he was getting, you know, something from somewhere from Africa, you know, uh, yellow cake uranium, some shit. And so they're saying he was going to create a nuclear bomb. Well, they never found any of it. But the crazy thing is they killed him. They killed his uh, sons. And it's just like they installed a government. And then guess what they did after they knocked him off? Did they declare victory and come home? No, they went into nation building. We went and fucking started building schools. I, I told you earlier in Baghdad, we created a U.S. embassy that's bigger than the Vatican and has a freaking lap pool in it, like in a what? shopping mall. Yeah. And the crazy thing is toilets, when you buy them through the Department of Defense, they're like freaking, they're like five grand a pop. How do you like know the most this? Ex- it's, I've watched too many YouTube videos, folks, and I listen to too many podcasts and read too many books. But it's just um, the biggest amount of waste you can possibly fathom and the most socialism you can possibly find in the world is when we go to war and then start nation building in another country. We're setting up government in another country because we think our objective is to spread democracy throughout the world. That's what the people think. But the people in charge of this know that's not the reason why. We want to take complete control. Financially, we want to benefit from that. That is their perspective. And they want to manipulate as the American people as saying, well, what we're going to do is make it look like you know, we're going to just help these people out. Because as America, the best country on this side of heaven in the history of the world, we have to come in there and be the world police. But in reality, it's not like that. We're just so corrupt on both sides of the aisle. It's just, it's really pathetic, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just, dude, it's it's so really disgusting if you really go and look at it. Like, we built a, uh, we built a gas station, a natural gas gas station. Mind you, there are no cars that run on natural gas in Afghanistan. But we built a natural gas gas station. It cost $20 million. Go look that thing up. What's the purpose of us building that? Dude, some contractor, whoever built it, got rich, and they just had the plan, and it got accepted, and, um, you know, it's like it accidentally got thrown in or something. Because he like, doesn't care. As long as he gets to build it and gets his money, he doesn't care if there's any use for it in that foreign country, right? They tried to make a, a, a live uh, TV, like, soccer league or, like, cricket league in Afghanistan, but the problem is no one in Afghanistan has TVs. So like Do they even play cricket? No, they play soccer, I think. But like they they try to have like a t you know they they throw millions of dollars at this shit. Yeah, like they, it's not like they undercut the budget. They overshoot the fuck out what they think the projections are going to be, and it just goes straight through the Pentagon through the bureaucracy and gets stamped by some general. And it's like holy shit, we're out five billion dollars. We don't even know what the fuck happened. That's uh, okay. We're America. And it's like, but at the same time, we don't have any money. So all of this is on a credit card. We're paying for all of this with fucking borrowed money from China. But does it? it <laughs> I've had this conversation before. And does it really matter though, being an American? Because in America, like the entire world economy is based on America. So we can just say, screw you. Print more money. It doesn't matter, I think. But it will matter eventually one day, and it'll all bite us in In our lifetime? Yeah, I mean, if you look at um, the Soviet Union, what did Hillary Clinton say in that video? We funded the Mujahideen 
to collapse the Soviet Union in Afghanistan. So the Soviet Union, albeit they were a communist country, but um, they had invaded Afghanistan and were fucking shooting people down in helicopters, essentially, is what the story was. And a bunch of people died. But um, Dead. Essentially, we did that to bog them down and then get them to, to collapse. And they did. Their currency collapsed. Their bonds collapsed. Their stock markets collapsed. Everything just... All their property became very low-valued. Like, everything just collapsed in the Soviet Union. And they... Where did it happen? Where was this the graveyard? It was in Afghanistan. Where have we been for the last 19 years? We've been to it in Afghanistan. Yeah, and we're yeah, slowly yeah. dying... Um, we're slowly dying like a dinosaur in the desert, just like the Soviet Union, a.k.a. the Russians, which all comes full freaking circle. The Russians rigged our elections. The Russians did this. The Russians are, are uh, interfering with us in Syria. Dude, it's, it, it all benefits the same people that think that we should have taken World War II even further and gone after the Russians and invaded Russia and taken Stalin out. But right. it didn't happen. Well, we saw what happened in Russia when it comes to the Soviet Union back in World War II. When, when Hitler and his his whole army tried to invade it, they all they didn't have the resources to do so. They went straight up there. You can never invade Russia. You the winter comes yes. and you fucking that's, die. That's how and they there's lost. No supply. That's chains. how the Nazis lost World War II right there. It's like they purposely have no supply chains in Western Russia, and you have to just work your way through these fields it's the biggest country in on the earth in terms you know, of like land square mile yeah yes. land yeah it's just uh you you eventually die out there it's like trying to cross the united states with a huge army like good fucking luck come to texas like you try to march an army <laughs> like let's say china wanted to invade us good luck Hero! What are you going to do? You're going to march a billion Chinese fucking all the way from the coast? They'd get through Africa. I mean, not Africa. They'd get through California and Oregon and Washington. They'd probably get through those guys pretty easily (laughs) after they got past the U.S. military because Lord knows they've confiscated all the guns in that part of the country. (laughs) But, like, my point is, like, the Iraq War was a disaster. There was about a million people that died. And what resulted following that was this vacuum that occurred. There was now the sheriff wasn't in town. And when you knock off the sheriff and you put in some weak dude that's been paid off by the U.S. government, um, essentially those people don't want to fight for this U.S. planted guy. So all the troops have no morale. The cops don't really care. They're all crooked. And so basically there's a power vacuum. Okay, so in that power vacuum eventually became ISIS. ISIS took over a lot of Iraq and they took over Syria. And at one point in the Islamic state, they had like is they had like a million people in it at one point that at were least living deported. That were living in the Islamic state of ISIS. Like right. in northern Syria for the most part. As well as other areas like Iraq, don't get me wrong. Yeah, in Iraq, e- uh, Western Iraq, I think is, or maybe Eastern Iraq. I can't remember, but now they're nothing. Either way, the ISIS ISIS came to be, and and what was crazy was people were warning about this thing that was coming. It was an Islamic caliphate, 
And I kind of I kind of wanted to turn the TV. I didn't really care about an Islamic caliphate. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. It scared me, as man. An, as an caliphate anti- is a scary word. Dude, I'm not going to lie. As an anti-war guy, I thought it was all just a bunch of propaganda. Like, this is this will never happen. But it turns out it did happen. It was real. Like, the ISIS fucking had a large amount of territory, and they were cutting people's heads off. Like we saw the videos. Up. They were putting it on the internet. Like we saw this on Those BBC. journalists got yeah. fucked by them. the Americans and, and British. Like these people were serious. And I'm so thankful we had a president with a little bit of gonads. Like, you know, this is not a president I fully support in terms of Donald Trump. You know, there's a lot of things I really disagree with him about, but he had the wherewithal to go around Congress, not let any of these evil Democrats let him know what his plan was for the last six months. And he was going in with the SEALs and all of his Marines going in there like, this is our plan, and we're going to stick to it. You might die, but this is going to be worth it. If we can go in there and kill the leader of this evil group, al-Baghdadi, and they did it. They were successful, and I'm very thankful we had a president for that. But what was curious to me was you would think that an event like that where we kill the leader of the most most dangerous and evil person in the entire world at at that current time— it was so divisive for American people, which shocked me. This is a time when people should be coming together as Americans. Be like, well, you know what? I may not agree with Donald Trump on a lot of issues, but he accepted that we had to take care of this evil individual that wanted to kill individuals all over the world, whether they're Christians or Americans or Europeans. He, he was just, he needed to go. But we still had Democrats and anti-never-Trumpers and rhino Republicans that were just so against what had happened. And it was kind of shocking to me because if you think back to the 1940s, if they would have killed you know Hitler back in the day, I think everybody would have been together. But just in 2019, only whatever, 80 years from going forward... I mean, this it's guy wasn't hatred. exactly Hitler, but he was bad. He's the wor- He was the worst person in the world at the time. At the time, yeah. So but- Hitler was the worst person in the world in 1945. Right. Al-Baghdadi was the worst person in the world in 2019. Okay, that's fair. So that's my like comparison. And still, you have people just hating Trump so bad. Not giving him credit. Well, when Obama, Obama killed, who's responsible? He took credit for uh, bin Laden. Yeah, I mean, he totally did, and it was right in time for election season. Isn't it but the, funny the, the that the it issue, always happens like the year before the election? But Republicans, for the most part, were not like not going to take away credit from Obama. We, we, they weren't going to be like, well, it wasn't you, Obama. It was the Marines. It was the SEAL Team right. 6. We, we all celebrated. Like Republicans and Democrats came together when that happened. That's but my when, issue. But when Trump did it, it's like, you know. It, was only, it wasn't you at all. It was only the, the SEAL Team 6. It was only the Marines who did it. And yeah, that's my issue there. Well, it's just the media. The media overplays their hand and shows who they really are. But I mean, if you if you really want to look into it, Barack Obama and um, John Brennan and Nancy Pelosi, evil evil witch, and Joe Biden and all those people, they're the ones that created ISIS. George W. Bush created them also in which that he knocked off Saddam Hussein. Once you knock off Saddam Hussein, there's no counterbalance on that side of the territory. So, like, they got into Iraq. So, essentially, we had an Islamic state created by Barack Obama, created by the Democrats, 
and John McCain as well. John McCain went over and has taken pictures. You can go and look John at John McCain. He's taken Rest pictures with the ISIS guys. So it's called the Monorail. Yeah, John McCain's. I didn't know that. Yeah, go look it up. John McCain's taking pictures with these guys. Um, he was in on it with with the Democrats too. They're the deep. They're like the deep state that runs the the both the parties. So like, we have these things called the Moderate Rebels that we were going to fund, and we were going to get them to start a civil war with Syria, and just like Wesley Clark said in that first video, Syria. You know, we wanted to overthrow Syria and take out Assad, who's the Syrian president. Well, we didn't do that directly. We didn't put boots on the ground. We didn't really shoot missiles over there. We didn't bomb them because the Russians are over there too. So what we did was we decided we were going to start a proxy war in which we get these other people to fight for us. And who were the people that we got to fight for us? They called them the moderate rebels, quote unquote. But guess who they were? They were the same Wahhabi people that attacked us on 9-11. So, like, ISIS was the Wahhabi Al-Qaeda people. We funded them to overthrow Assad in Syria, and we funded them so fucking well that they started an Islamic state. You're telling me that the American government funded the people that bombed us on 9-11? Yes. And that, if you want Holy shit! And if you want to talk about treason... They want to say President Trump is guilty of treason because he's something with the Russians, which there's no proof of. You want to talk about real treason? Yeah. How about giving weapons and money and equipment and trucks to the same people that attacked us on 9-11? That's what John Brennan did in the CIA. John Kerry. And and, uh, and, um, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton and John Kerry and Joe Biden and Barack Obama. They all did that, and it totally blew back on them. It's the ultimate... Um, backfire. Good. We'll be right back after this break. So actually, we decided to end it right there. I feel like that was a perfect time to stop, 50 minutes in. We're going to talk more about this going forward, foreign policy, and whatever's going on in our world. So hopefully we have a little more time with our work schedules uh, to make some time to uh, come up with a game plan and uh, create some podcasts for our viewers to enjoy. If you did enjoy it, Please follow us, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, however you listen to your podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully we can get our uh, social media game up a little bit on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, whatever. But give us any information, any topics that you want us to discuss on my podcast. Let me know and hopefully we can make your lives a little more enjoyable. This is Brandon Nelson with the Full Nelson Podcast.